Diamond Answer Man, Episode 10. My Diamond is Broken? Well, hello, everyone. I'm Jay Christopher Gertz. This is the Diamond Answer Man Show, where our goal is to help each other learn more about the world of diamonds and feel confident about our purchases that memorialize our special moments. And again, we're still at that time of year where it's probably engagement rings that are those most special moments. You may reach me at diamondanswerman.com or you may leave me a voicemail message on that right-hand side of the site or you may call me at 803-792-1326. Leave a voicemail message there. And if you've got questions... Go ahead and leave one of those at a time, and I will happily answer them on future shows. Well, welcome to today's show. Um, I've got a, a quick update. I've been following the uh, industry, of, as you know, uh, if you, this is the first time you're listening to the show. Uh, maybe you don't. Uh, I've been following the industry since the early to middle 80s, and um, there's been ups and downs in diamonds and the availability and, and what the prices are. And a lot of times, you know, consumers don't realize there's one price for the rough diamond. We kind of think that it's all one thing. It comes out of the ground and it's just one uh, sort of transaction before that happens. But there are uh, different costs for the diamonds before they hit the market. That's when I say market, I mean in the jewelry store and in your hand. The, uh, the rough market right now, there are there are some diamond dealers, and uh, I should say DTC uh, preferred site holders, and um, they're uh, part of the DC, DTC program called Suppliers of Choice, and uh, the DTC itself. They're holding firm on prices in the market. However, the polished market, and that's the actual diamond as you see it and as it's put in a ring and how most jewelers would see it is that finished product. You know, they don't often see the roughed form of the diamond. And right now, the uh, polished market, that's that finished diamond market, is uh, the sales are a little soft right now, and the prices are a little bit soft. And so if you're a groom looking for a, uh, a bride's engagement ring, or if you're looking for that special gift for someone at this time of year, whether it be a graduation or anniversary, now may be a good time, and this is my opinion. I'm not a financial analyst. You know, I don't have any background in that in economics. I may like it, but I don't have any sort of background or training in that area. Just noticing what's going on, there's about a 6% roughly as reported uh, change in the average, uh, average polished price. And so that may positively affect how much you can buy today as compared to what it was, you know, last year and the last few years. So if you're looking for an engagement ring, now may be the time to buy. So go ahead and uh, visit with your local jewelers, uh, visit with uh, your uh, online dealers, whoever you're going to go to. Of course, I, I like the, uh, the local stores themselves. I'm not adverse to online sites. I just like to make sure that you have a liberal return policy. And, and I always feel better when I can shake someone's hand and look them in the eye and, and uh, have that full confidence in who I'm doing business with. I don't believe yet today that you can buy a diamond totally, solely 
for beauty based upon just reports, there are some great advancements. Uh, if you follow some of my earlier podcasts, you find that um, I worked with uh, some of the companies and the patents that are now being used in some of the laboratories around the United States and, and influenced uh, some of the terminology. So I'm very, very excited at the positive changes there. So if you're a groom, now may be your time to buy. All right, so our, our show today is, uh, is uh, talking about, um, and I should say today, July 3rd, 2012. So if you're listening to this a year from now, uh, that may change. <laughs> anyway, um, so our show today, uh, my diamond is uh, possibly broken. What, what do you do if your diamond gets chipped or broken? And if you're listening to this, this broadcast here, yes, a diamond can get chipped and it can get broken. Uh, you know, De Beers promoted a diamond is forever for so long. And we uh, talk about, and even in school, they talk about the hardness of diamonds themselves being the hardest natural substance in the world. And that gives us the impression that it's not breakable or chippable and it's completely indestructible. And, and that unfortunately has given us the wrong idea of a diamond because diamonds are chippable, diamonds are scratchable, they are breakable. Um, and one good example of that is, well, how, how would they uh, cut or polish them? Well, obviously they can be cut or polished. If they were indestructible in that, that area, they'd look the same as they were when they came out of the ground. And yes, it does take diamond to polish diamond, um, but we're talking about the hardness scale they use is a, a scratch test. It's not a durability test. When we think about or we study uh, um, the jewelry and gemstone and, and diamond uh, world, we find that actually um, there are gems out there that are more durable than diamond, and jade is one of those. It may scratch easier, but it's actually more durable from knocking and bumping than diamonds are. So it's it's two different worlds. It's kind of like the difference between having a piece of glass, which is really hard, right? You can't scratch a piece of glass. But uh, if you took something and you took a hammer to it, you could you could hit it pretty much no matter where you hit it on that piece of glass uh, in your window. I'm not suggesting that. Uh, it would break. But if you had a, a large piece of leather the same size, you could take your fingernail to that leather and you could scratch that leather with your fingernail, but take that hammer to it. And uh, if you pinned it up on something, you couldn't hammer through that leather. So uh, jewelry, I should say uh, gemstones and diamonds are different in those properties. And so when we think about hardness, what they're actually talking about is scratchability. That's the most scale, how hard it is to scratch something. So diamonds are very, very hard, but they are not the hardest and they are chippable and breakable and scratchable. But what do you do uh, when you have a, a, a diamond is, is chipped or broken? Well, I think first you need to find out if it really is. Uh, you need to visit with your jeweler. So if you if you have a diamond that you've purchased, you know, within the last year or maybe 10 years ago, could have been 20 years ago, and you look down at that diamond, I don't want you to be excited or, or concerned when you look down in it and it looks a lot different or not what you remember, not what, what brings the memory back, how beautiful it was. Because it may just be that the, um, the diamond may need to be cleaned. You know? So the first thing you'd want to do is if you notice there's something different 
about your diamond is you'd want to visit with your local jeweler. That's another reason why you buy local. If you have an issue, you can come to your local jeweler who sold you the original ring. And and again, I'm not anti-online buying. I'm just saying here you have a relationship now uh, with the jeweler who sold you the ring, remembers maybe what it looked like, maybe has some documentation, maybe has copies of reports or appraisals or any information like that, valuations. And they can say, yes, this is this your diamond is in that same condition or, or near that same condition when you originally purchased it. So you'd want to make sure that the ring was cleaned carefully and inspected under the microscope, not in that order. You'd want to re, you know, you'd want to inspect the diamond under the microscope first, and have the jeweler take a look at the top side, the bottom side, take a look at the prongs, look around the prongs, uh, and, and then, if possible, if the diamond is not damaged or is not damaged in a way that allows it, you'd want to have them clean the diamond. And uh, in most cases, they can use just a simple jewelry cleaner and a toothbrush. Maybe a steam cleaner, and if it's the, I'm not suggesting it. It it, it would be a professional opinion. It may still be cleanable under an ultrasonic cleaner. It may not be, um, but you want to make sure they clean it as best as they can, right? You want to have an expert look at it, and uh, and and then relook at it. So reinspect the ring under the microscope. It may just be that it had dirt or lotion. Uh, and those things come in contact with your hands. So whatever your hands come in contact with, that gets on your ring. And uh, and when we talk about all the things that add up to make performance, the performance is what we see and love and enjoy in a diamond. And that's the brilliance, brightness, fire, and scintillation. And uh, so that's the overall performance of what we what we originally purchased. That enjoyment in in that diamond ring as the as all those things come back to our eye. So once we uh, once we get the ring clean, we may find that um, that it wasn't broken at all. There was no chip. There was no scratch. And of course, that's when we wipe our brow and we go home and we show off our newly cleaned ring. And maybe you would have the jeweler inspect it anyway. My suggestion for inspection is uh, is every I would say every three to four months, a minimum of every six months. So make sure your your jewelry is cleaned and checked, a minimum of every six months. So three to four is better, a minimum of every six. And then your insurance companies, a lot of times, uh, some insurance companies will want you to make sure you get it checked at least once per year. Uh, some companies, if you don't have insurance and you're listening to this, a great company to get uh, jewelry insurance with. It's like kind replacement insurance. That means that um, that if you do have damage or loss, damage that's not repairable uh, or repairable to your liking for size, um, uh, then they will go ahead and replace it with like kind diamond or ring. And that company is called Jewelers Mutual. I'm not affiliated with them in any way. I just have worked with them with several businesses that I've uh, been involved with. And uh, you can visit with them at jewelersmutual.com or their consumer website is Perfect Circle Insurance. So uh, make sure you, when you get your ring clean, you find out it's in perfect condition, go on your way and let all your friends know to get their jewelry cleaned and checked every six months. And, uh, and you'll be happy because it'll just glow and blind everyone, right? And that's, that's our job. Or that's our goal is that we want to make sure our, our rings look better than everyone else's. Um, so maybe you don't tell your friends to have them cleaned. I'm, I'm of course, kidding. Um, so what do you do when you do have damage? 
And uh, that's the sad portion. What do you do when you do have damage? Well, the first thing you'd want to do is is talk to your insurance company. You know, so no matter who you have, State Farm, um, I'm, I can go through all the uh, all state, whoever it may be, uh, Chubb, uh, Jewelers Mutual. Um, uh, there are all different kinds of insurance companies, and they have different plans, or I should say, policies and different procedures for taking care of repairing your diamond. And and you you can repair the diamond in a lot of cases without much difference. If it's just 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 a slight chip, um, so a diamond can be repaired and repolished. You want to find out if your insurance company will take care of those costs. What your deductible may be, they may not pay for any of it, uh, but you need to find out. Now, if your diamond is damaged to the point that it's not repairable or repairable in a way that that would make the size dramatically smaller from what it was. So, if you bought a one carat diamond and you damaged it enough that it got became when it was recut, it became a three-quarter carat diamond, right? And it can, it can actually be more dramatic than that. If it became a three-quarter carat diamond, and that's not really making you whole, right? Because you have paid for a policy that stated that you had a one-carat diamond. Your insurance company may then um, take your diamond from you that's damaged and then provide you with a new replacement diamond. So like-kind insurance. But what do you do if you want to keep that diamond? Uh, they may sell that diamond to you. After they replace the uh, the diamond itself, they may uh, talk with your jeweler. You may have to talk with the adjuster. And depending upon how bad or how much they feel that that diamond was worth, because that's our emotional component, right? That diamond was originally gived, given uh, to the bride or, or yourself, if you're the wearer right now, uh, to you. Um, or to your bride, uh, and that's where all the history is. That's that's where all the memories are in that original diamond itself. Some people want to keep that diamond because that diamond has a lot of meaning to them. Your insurance companies may allow you to buy that back, just like a car. You know, in some cases, where uh, where you own a car and you have an accident, and they say it's um, not repairable or it wouldn't be feasible to repair, and they. Uh, they cash you out so you can go buy a new car. You can sometimes buy that car back from them. I hate to use a car as an example, but that's close to what it would be. So you'd want to talk with your adjuster. If the damage is so great, uh, if it were repaired and it would become so small, then uh, then they may want to keep it to uh, to have it repolished, maybe resold to uh, recover some of the costs that go into it. And, and then in trade you know, supply you with a new diamond. Um, again, if you want to keep that diamond, talk with your insurance agent, your adjuster to see if they'd be willing to keep it. So once you find out from your insurance company what your options are, and uh, they may have a suggestion for you to work with a another jeweler that may have options available for you to have the diamond repolished. But most mom and pop stores have some relationship, you know, just depending upon their degree of separation, some relationship with an individual or maybe directly with a diamond uh, polisher who would be able to repair the diamond. So once you found out what your options were with your insurance company, you may have the diamond removed from the ring. 
and then sent off for the estimation of repair. And it's it's actually not a, a, a hard process to repair something. It depends on how uh, if it was chipped, if it was uh, severely out of round, um, how how or what the balance would be for weight retention as compared to the repair. So if if the the damage is so great that you would lose so much, the cutter may have an angle, right, that they may be able to work to apply facets to the area to hide where the uh, the chip was or the break was that preserves uh, a large amount of the weight. And so we don't necessarily have to repair it to make it, I should say, perfect. Uh, because again, it is the the item itself is only used to memorialize that moment, and we may have some special, special feelings for that individual diamond. So we want to maintain as much as possible. That's up to you where, which, which direction you want to go in. Some people just want to have it perfectly made, and they're willing to accept the fact that no matter what the loss of weight would be, they'll go ahead and repair the diamond. On the other side, some people don't care. Some people, if it's broken, it, the the ring itself as a whole has a meaning, but not the individual diamond. So when they get the replacement diamond from your insurance company and you've approved that's an adequate replacement, they're okay with that and they don't care what happens to that original chip stone. So some of the things you want to look for. So you want to make sure you speak with a jeweler who has an avenue to uh, to get it repaired. And this is not usually your chain jewelers. It's usually your mom and pop stores. And uh, you, you'll probably have to leave the ring with them for a reasonable amount of time, right? They should disclose with you. Remember, I, I like to talk about transparency. What would the overall cost be for the repair? And maybe you don't even have to worry about that. Maybe the insurance company negotiates what they're going to pay for it. So you want to know all the ins and outs. How long is it going to take? How long is it going to take to get the diamond repaired? Whomever you work with should be as honest and transparent as they possibly can and provide you with the ins and outs of whomever they're working with for a time frame for the repair, uh, for the estimation, for the loss. All these things can be done by a, a, a diamond polisher. So they can go ahead and measure that. And they should be you know, transparent about what they're doing. So make sure you work with somebody who's going to give you all the ins and outs. But what are some of the things that I've experienced? Well, more often than not, I experienced the first case where a diamond is dirty. And uh, when the owner comes in, she or he thinks something is wrong with the diamond. We're just basic cleaning can restore the diamond to how it was when they originally purchased it, right? So then there is no damage. The other thing would be is uh, on new brides, I've uh, seen this happen at least maybe five or six times where the bride looks at the diamond from the side profile. You know, so when you look at a diamond in the prong setting or any kind of setting and that table, that large flat facet on the top, if you hold that up so it's horizontal with our eyes and you look down from there and you can see that usually a little polished or faceted line going around the outside or maybe it's a sort of a, 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 a frosty white line going around, sort of a satin finish line going around the outside. And then below that, right, because that satin finish or polish line is the girdle. So you have the table on top and then the girdle. And then about halfway down, 
I've I've experienced where some people will think their diamond is broken because they see this sort of uh, uh, white looks like a looks like a crack going through that halfway point from the girdle down to the little point at the bottom, which is the pavilion. And I've seen new brides in tears because they believe their diamond is broken. And I want to tell you, that's not a break. That's actually the reflection of the table. So that's that large flat facet on the top reflecting down into that bottom area of the diamond. That bottom area is called the pavilion. And because the diamond mirrors whatever is above it in that pavilion area, that's actually the reflection of the top facet. So when you're looking from that side profile, remember diamonds aren't cut to be viewed from the side profile. They're cut to be viewed from that top and varying angles from that top view. So when you look at the side profile, you're going to see all sorts of funny things in there. You may even see inclusions that you couldn't see from the face-up position that you could readily and easily see from that side profile. Most diamonds are graded from that table face-up position, unless you get into that high VVS or internally flawless grades. Then you would turn it on the side uh, just to make sure when you're looking at internally flawless to flawless grades that you, you that there isn't any inclusion. So, um, but in all the standard grades for most part of that scale, they they leave it you know table face up. So if you're looking at some, if you own a diamond that's possibly in that SI or VS range, and you flip it over on the side profile, and you see that little white line going across that three quarter or that midway point down through that bottom of the pavilion. That's not a break. That is just a reflection. And if you see what are inclusions in the diamond, those aren't breaks either. Those are, if you pull out your laboratory report, you usually have a plot and you'll, you can kind of get an idea of where the inclusions may be from your side profile. Now, once you've done this, some owners of diamonds aren't happy with being able to see the uh, inclusions on the side. They have to be happy with seeing that table reflection in the bottom because you can't remove that. Uh, but they don't, uh, aren't happy with the fact they can see inclusions in the side. Now we're going a completely different direction. Uh, you want to talk to your jeweler about that. You may want to have to buy a larger stone. So again, let's go back. If you've got a chip or a break in your diamond, you want to it's what you're assuming that's going on. Bring it into your jeweler. Have it inspected under a microscope. If possible, have the ring cleaned. Then get in contact with your insurance company. Right. So talk to your insurance company. Find out what your options are. Jewelers Mutual, which does business under the website, also Perfect Circle Insurance, will allow you to work with your own jeweler. So you can work directly with the company you've done business with. I know that Blue Nile also does business with Jewelers Mutual, or at least they don't do business with, they, they refer to uh, Jewelers Mutual. But they'll allow you to do work with the person you did business with originally. So you're not having to go off to the negotiated vendor from the insurance company, because that, that, that happens in a lot of cases. State Farm does some similar things where they have a, a negotiated contact or vendor for the product that they're replacing. So you, you don't end up actually dealing with your jeweler or your jeweler ends up dealing with that replacement center. And, uh, and that makes me a little uncomfortable because we don't have all the transparency we need. 
uh, to make sure that we are protecting ourselves, making sure that we're in that win-win situation. I'm not saying anything bad can happen, but I like to make sure that, that you have as much information as possible so you can make the most confident right decision about your repair or replacement in your diamond. Now, if you're at home and uh, your diamond has been checked, cleaned, you are confident that your prongs are in good condition, you're confident that the channel that holds your diamonds in place are in good condition, uh, and you want to make sure your ring is clean, there is a cleaner that I suggest. There's all sorts of cleaners you can find at your local stores, uh, Haggerty's, and, and I can't even go through all the names, uh, uh, Connoisseur, and some jewelry stores have their own private brand. Uh, of cleaners, and you can buy those. Those are great. They usually have a little brush inside the container, and you go ahead and, like a toothbrush, you brush your ring up and uh, and then rinse it off from the cleaner. What I suggest is I suggest Brilliant Restorer, and uh, I'm familiar with the company and their owners. I did business with them in, in times past. We're going back to the you know early late 99 early 2000s i did bu- i did business with the uh, the oku family and uh, they came up with a spray cleaner and um, i'm not affiliated with them and i get nothing from the referral at this point um, but maybe i'll put a link on my site maybe i'll i'll put it there so you can go ahead and pick some up from me helps me out um, but i'm going to go ahead and put a link there and it's brilliant restore and it's a spray cleaner that you apply uh, directly to your ring and then you wait 10 seconds and then wash your ring and, your, and, of course, wash your hands. And then, pow, you're ready to go. It, it takes off all the, the grime and grit and all, the, all that crazy stuff that inhibits the performance of our diamond, the brilliance, brightness, fire, and scintillation. And Brilliant Restore is fairly inexpensive in most cases. I've seen it as high as $10. Uh, but on average, I think it's like 6 or $7. Uh, from most online sites, and it's a great cleaner you can keep in your handbag, your purse, your pocket. Uh, so if you wanted to clean your ring and you were out, you could just keep it there, spray it on, wait that 10 seconds, and you're ready to go. Well, you can go to my website, diamondanswerman.com, for the links for Jewelers Mutual, Perfect Circle Insurance, and Brilliant Restore. And if you've got any questions about repairs, damage, uh, diamond repolishing, you know that's my background, is uh, is diamond polishing. And I've managed two different diamond polishing facilities. I'm married to a diamond polisher. So if you have diamond cutting and repairing questions, you can you can go ahead and leave me a message on my website right there through that uh, side panel, that little button there. Click that. And if you've got a microphone on your computer, you can go ahead and send a message right through and it'll come right to my, uh, my computer here at home and I can answer that question. Or if you don't have that option, you can call me at 803-792-1326 and uh, leave me a message there if you have more than one question. Go ahead and call back again and leave another question. That way we can spread those out. And uh, and I would look forward to talking with you. I hope you've enjoyed this show. This again is Diamond Answer Man, Episode 10, What If My Diamond Is Broken? <laughs>